0: Welding
1: instructor Alex Declare knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Let the word go forth. Fool me once.
3: Are
4: you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on shame on you. Ah! <laughs> It's Abe Lincoln's top hat, hosted
2: by Ben Kissel.
4: Boom! We can't get fooled again.
3: Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando.
2: Hi, Ben. And
3: Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening to this fantastic program. Hope everyone's doing well out there. We have a great show for you once again. We'll talk a little bit more about January 6th. We're hearing out of the mouths of babes, a.k.a. late 30s to early 40s white (laughs) men who got convinced by Donald Trump that they were going to go save a nation when in reality all they did was commit a whole series of crimes. We We have some great sound. Also, California. Good news? Kind of. We're going to talk about it, and you know Mm. that really hurts me to say. (laughs) So it must be true, and we'll have a smattering of news stories specifically when it comes to an update on Brittany Griner and Elon Musk. Turns out the whole Twitter thing was nothing more than a sham. Can Mm. you believe it? Maybe he's a huckster. Uh.
5: Oh, what?
4: No way.
3: But before all of that nuclear (laughs) war, it's here. It's now. It's fun just when people weren't stressed mm. eric adams in new york city decided to really nail it home that the end of days are upon us there's a new ad it's a psa it uh, the p stands for piss your pants because it's horrifying <laughs> the psa is about nuclear preparedness of course as the war in ukraine via the Russian invasion, continues. That's going to happen for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Are we in a new Cold War? I thought it was global warming. Ooh, Afghanistan too. electric boogaloo, fun. Exciting stuff. This is an ad we're going to play, and I'm just going to tell you this. If a nuke hits New York, uh, you're dead. You're dead. Uh, Um, There's no like, oh, what if we go inside and hunker down? What if we get under our desk? No, you're dead Um, because that's what uh, all the evidence shows and then it might Mm. take a couple of weeks before your nails fall off Uh, and then it's like, (laughs) what is that? Is it COVID? No, you won't be that lucky. It will Mm. be uh, poison and you will slowly die. Watch The Day After Tomorrow, actually. It's a fantastic film about what occurs after a nuclear war and of course that would just lead to the end of times. Nonetheless, New York City has a PSA to help you (laughs) stay alive? Even though in reality, I think all they're trying to do is make sure that everyone is in the same place so when the bodies are trying to be discovered, Mm. it's easier to find. But let's play this. (laughs) Anyway, so this is a nuclear preparedness PSA. Just as if crime wasn't spiking, COVID is still very real, People are uncertain about the future in New York City. But don't worry about any of that. You could die by a nuke. Let's listen. Beautiful Brooklyn streets. I mean, there's a lot of cop sirens and stuff. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So there's
6: been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay? So... (laughs) What do we do? Uh-huh. There are three important steps that I want you to remember. <laughs> Step one: get inside, get inside fast. Okay. You, your fast. friends, your family, get inside. get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. Don't bother You to need to me. get into a building mm-hmm. and move away from the windows.
3: All right, that'll help.
6: Step two: stay inside. Stay inside. Shut go, all go, doors go. and windows. Mm-hmm. Have a basement. Head there. Sure. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. All right. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing Uh to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Follow media for more information.
3: Media won't don't forget you. to there sign up no for Notify
6: NYC for official alerts. You're going to want to
3: sign up for Notify NYC. And don't oh, go outside
6: until is. officials <laughs> say it's safe. All right?
3: You've got this. You've got this. All right, not only completely and utterly useless advice, again, Uh, in case of a nuclear attack in Manhattan, in New York City, you're doomed, you're dead. It also rings of the COVID advice that they gave. Go inside, stay inside, and wait until you hear further uh, advice from the wonderful sitting officials in New York City. Yeah, and it also sounds like just a play... For them to
5: get scared people to sign up for their new email list. That's all it sounds like. (laughs) Sign up now. It's like, what will that do? Good okay,
7: I agree with you, Travis. It definitely sounds like a scheme to just get people on that mailing list. Definitely. Uh-huh. But uh, there's some, you know, there, apparently there's no specific threat. There there was no specific reason why they released
3: this. No, that's All why right. they said the PSA starts with, so there's been a nuclear attack. Okay. Don't ask me how or why. <laughs> okay, right. you know what? Okay. A, okay, let me just tell you this. I don't know what it is with my brain. I might ask how, <laughs> why, again, yeah. where? Yes. Where? where, who? I might ask those questions.
7: We are in a proxy war with a nuclear power, so it is the time to ask these types of questions. I mean, let's not pretend that it's not something. I'm
3: not saying don't ask the questions. <laughs> Literally, they said don't ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. What I am saying is none of this advice works. Well, and to be honest, get in your car and try to leave. Oh, no, yeah, okay. Drive I'm, I'm, away. Yeah, I'm very I'm thinking fast. Thinking
7: about it. Okay, if like for example, it detonates over a city, this is great advice.
3: Sure, you have that an. Air, is, you, you, if you got, I think it's called an air bang or something like yeah, that. If
7: it, yeah, yeah, because you want to avoid the fallout. Yes. So so maybe because of our efficient missile defense systems this will likely be the most likely scenario rather than an actual impact buddy i, I think mean, that
3: you're giving these people way too much credit <laughs> i firmly yeah. believe that this is no no <laughs> this is just them attempting to have a reason to have a job,
5: sure, oh. or to scare people even more. Again, either into signing up for an email list or just being scared of something. I mean, two out of the three pieces of advice involve getting inside and staying inside. That <laughs> could just be one one thing. That's that could one just thing. Be one <laughs> tip right
3: there. And then the third thing is literally one of the dumbest things you could do, which is follow the media for the latest details. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because what's the media
5: going to be? You're going to want to avoid the Fallout by putting on your favorite Fallout Boy album and <laughs> sign up for our newsletter
7: in the 90s we used to have the emergency broadcast system. you all remember we that, still right, have it. Oh, right. Yeah, We still yeah we' got that yeah. who watches TV anymore Maybe this is the emergency broadcast system for the for gen Gen Z gen, oh, talking, it'll to
3: it'll be, gen it'll Z it'll go over our cell phones. It's the same way with an Amber Alert or when a uh, grandma goes, "Eh," "Eh." and then you look at it and you're like, that's right. Another day, I'm not a hero. I'm not saving this old woman. (laughs) I have no idea what to do. Or this child. I'm not sure what to do. I am recording a show.
5: Right. And also, I get them, and there's a city that's like 30 miles away. And I'm like, well, that's going to be fun. Good luck with that, Mansfield.
3: (laughs) It just seems to me as well, Eric Adams desperately trying to... Mm, let's say uh, distract from all of the things that are going on in New York City right now. Obviously, there's the bodega um, tussle that occurred where the bodega uh, man behind the counter stabbed this dude. And now all of a sudden the bodega owner's being charged. Anyway, that's a whole story that's gone absolutely crazy in New York City. There's so much stuff happening. And I really don't think that the people of New York City need to worry about a nuclear bomb going off, whether it be a land explosion or an air explosion right now. Because if it does, (laughs) once again... Just say your prayers, say your peace, hug a family member, and leave a beautiful uh, skeleton clutching somebody that you love.
5: Mm, I'm gonna be clutching my favorite Fallout Boy album. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm gonna be
3: clutching myself. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be known as the final masturbator on it. I was gonna say,
5: I'm gonna be I'm
7: gonna be like that dude in Pompeii, jacking off and you know, that's permanently right. frozen like Oh, that. and all my
3: two little dogs. Oh. With any luck, they'll think I was a king. Oh, Oh, surrounded
7: by animals.
3: Yes. (laughs) Well, speaking of kings, obviously, we don't have those in this country. We have presidents. uh, Some act like a king in the case of Donald Trump. But in this case, let's go on with the current president, Joe Biden, who is married to a gal named Jill. Speaking of bodegas. Mm. Now, Jill Biden. She is that of, how
5: they're pronounced, Ben? Is that you say
3: that? She really lived up to that Dan, Sch- what is it, Schneider? Uh, this guy who worked at Nickelodeon mm-hmm. who had a foot fetish. Yes. I yes. forget the guy's full name. Dan, big fat Dan who worked at Nickelodeon who loved feet. And he used to make all the uh, kids uh, do foot scenes and things like that. Anyway, uh, he so would nice. love this sentence or he would love this speech given by Jill Biden because indeed she did put her foot in her mouth (laughs) let's play it was a long way to get there I'm sorry (laughs) you're going to
5: want to get inside and stay
2: inside for this (laughs) joke
3: (laughs) (laughs) and make sure to follow all media Jill Biden She was speaking to a group of Latino voters, and the big controversy was that she compared the Latino, how diverse Latinos are, to the diversity of a Mexican breakfast, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Breakfast Um, tacos. Breakfast tacos. Okay. And Fernando, obviously, I need you to speak on that. (laughs) But I find the thing that makes her sound the most out of touch is how she pronounces the word bodega. A bodega is just simply a deli. Um, It's pretty simple to know. Anyone who watched the show Seinfeld knows how to say it. Mm -hmm. When we talk about people being disconnected, it's hard to pinpoint moments where it's proven. This is one of those moments where it's like, oh my God, when was the last time you went shopping by yourself? (laughs) Right. These people don't live like us. <laughs> no. And when it comes through and when it shines through, it's in the dumbest way possible. That's why everyone who works in politics says it's much more like the show Veep than it is any serious mm. drama. It's not, it, not the it, West Wing. It's not the West Wing. <laughs> it is a series of moronic bumbles by a series of erotic people who just happen to have power because of their namesake and wealth. So let's play Jill Biden. Uh, Talking to uh, a group of Latino voters and really relating to them.
2: But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodá's of the Bronx, (laughs) as beautiful as the Blossoms of Miami. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio <laughs> mm, yum. is your strength.
3: <laughs> My only, I mean, other than the fact it's so stupid and she says bodegas, bod- which is the dumbest way to say bodega. <laughs> breakfast tacos aren't that unique. What can you get? You can get chorizo. You can get some chicken on there. Mm-hmm. You can get some eggs. Mm-hmm. But as far as like Potato. unique breakfast is, breakfast Oh, Golden Corral. They have more unique breakfasts. Right. They have a waffle. Right. They have a pancake. Straight up sausages. <laughs> they could probably, you can probably eat the leg of a child. Right. I don't know if Mexican breakfasts are that diverse, but Fernando, you tell me. Well, we don't just eat tacos, and okay. I think that's right, probably right.
7: the biggest issue. Whoa, 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 what? I gotta uh,
3: get inside, stay whoa. inside, and follow the media. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nuclear blo- This is a nuclear explosion of my brain.
7: There's tons of other breakfast options, and lunch options, and dinner options that aren't tacos.
3: And this and, is what we're here. This is why you're here. <laughs> mm, what, oh, what, what about a breakfast burrito? <laughs> now does ben, that you count? Have exactly. That. Okay. So what about she, the torta?
5: She should have menudo. Uh-huh.
7: You know, she could have exactly. I love a good torta, Ben. Mm. But mm. exactly, she could have mentioned tons of other things and it you know she's in Texas so she was trying to like you know stay with the state and here's my Kente like, you know You
3: know it's you know I'm just gonna say it's not easy being white isn't <laughs> no I'm trying to relate to all these cultures. This is why I learned long ago just be yourself
2: Mm-hmm, she just sure. don't
3: pander. There, there's exactly. nothing worse than a politician pandering. It used to right. be more acceptable because the Internet didn't show a speech that you gave in rural North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They didn't show the same speech that the, that you gave in downtown Los Angeles. Right. But now every single speech is shown across the world. Bill Clinton oh, yeah. was notorious for putting on his Southern charm and speaking differently. Right. It's, called, it's called code switching, mm, something right. that Hillary Clinton— tried Did horribly <laughs> she tried. In, when she when she brought code switching for example when she brought hot sauce on the breakfast club right that Ooh. was a prop mm. version of code switching <laughs> and right. of course jill biden so desperate to try to understand hispanic culture and it just makes her sound completely and utterly out of touch.
7: Not just Hispanic culture, just a bogodas. What is she talking about? Who goes to a Bogota? What is a
5: Bogota? This, <laughs> I you know, I, this yeah. is where I was going to say the Democrats are really good at being uh, geriatric white people who are out of touch. And I, <laughs> I seriously think she was thinking about her good friend Abe Bogota. Oh, <laughs> and she just be. mixed up the words It's like my favorite pagodas. I love all the pagodas. Yeah. And uh, Abe just Abe ain't around anymore. Sorry, Doctor Jill.
3: So a Biden spokesperson, Michael LaRosa, tweeted on Tuesday, the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the Latino community. So we have one former president in Donald Trump calling all Latinos rapists and the next person (laughs) or the first lady in this case, obviously, desperately attempting to be seen as a lover of all Hispanic people also getting it wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just say, let's create policy that benefits everybody and shut the fuck up. Yes,
5: wow, that would be something. Imagine that.
3: Of course, Jill Biden, she could talk to Joe about his border.
2: (laughs) Uh, She could talk to
3: him about how many Hispanics are currently in cages. I know the media used to cover that, but they don't like to anymore. There's a lot of issues with this administration (sighs) and the Hispanic community. If we talked about this as well with the extension of the powers of ICE, Mm -hmm. they are stronger now than ever before. Right. Mention that. As opposed to this bullshit verbiage of how Mexicans are just as diverse as the tacos they eat. Mm,
7: repeat oh, yeah. the line, right? Just that right. teleprompter. Repeat the line. Repeat
5: the line. <laughs> These people have breakfast burritos as strong as ice's weapons.
7: Let me oh, tell you, they're very nice. you They're very strong. I, I mean, we're making fun of what Jill is doing here, but the reality is this isn't something we're going to freak out about. You know, and the people no. call, the people calling her out on this is because it's like, hey, stop sounding stupid, please. Just please do anything to stop sounding right. stupid. It, I don't think it's racist. I don't think anyone's saying, oh, she's a racist. It's more like, just please do anything to stop sounding stupid.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. And of course, it just shows that she is uh, out of touch. And when it comes to... Is she racist or is she not racist? All of these kind of obscure facts. I don't believe that she is. However, I believe that her lifestyle has not exactly been. um, It's not exactly something that uh, everyone could relate to. And I don't think she can relate to everyone either. And it's just don't pretend to try.
7: Exactly. She doesn't go to bodegas and she does not eat Mexican breakfast tacos. Like all three of us here know that she does not. And that's Mm. right there. You just that helped me codify what i really wanted to say it's it's fake
3: <laughs> you know i do love that the power of food mm. how could we mm. ever have war again with all of the fantastic foods mm. like with who you mean In i mean i just feel like well maybe that's uh ukraine and russia i don't really I need Pirozhi- russian food. i love
5: piroshkis
7: but yeah it's you know, not, it's not are, gonna stop a war though yeah, you know.
3: mexican <laughs> food will stop a war oh yeah. i really think so if well, i
5: if- yeah, depending on what kind of Mexican food I get, I, I get inside, I stay inside, and word <laughs> <knows, laughs> media. Every, everyone should avoid me for at least a day.
3: All right. So those are kind of uh, funny stories. Isn't that nice that the funny story involves a possible nuclear holocaust? Uh, this is
5: America. <laughs> <laughs> Yay.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand
1: how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts
3: Whatever. All right, let's move on to January 6th. So today or this week, it's been interesting. I mean, hearing from former Oath Keepers, hearing from people inside of this White House, hearing from people... Tangentially tied to Trump, such as John Bolton, we're going to start with some sound from John Bolton here regarding coups. Now, <laughs> not cuckoos, couscous, which is another delicious treat if you're in the mood for it. Huh. We're talking about overthrowing governments because I don't know something the U.S. likes to do. John Bolton, obviously, um, I believe he was was he a Secretary of Defense under Donald Trump, or was he? Uh, what was he again? Travis?
5: He was on the National Security National
3: Security team, right? He's and been a. Or- he-
5: He served in that same foreign capacity under the George W.
3: Bush administration. Right. I think Pompeo was actually the defense dude there. I know John Bolton. He used to do red eye with me all the time. He's a funny guy. Hmm. Uh, Of course, uh, it's weird. He's funny in the sense that like he laughs (laughs) when he sees a whole series of people uh, destroyed because the U.S., I don't know, wanted something to do with their land or their property or their government in general. He's got a mighty mustache. It definitely covers up his shaking upper lip. He is someone that is more dangerous than you could ever imagine. And it's very bizarre because when you see him again, he's just kind of meek. He's about six foot one, six foot two. But he's very, uh, he's a kind, he he comes across as a kind dude. He looks like a grandpa. But then his actions are anything but. So let's play this clip. It's from CNN. And he is talking about coups. This is coming from a tweet from Jason Selvig. Of course, Jason and Devron, the good liars, keep on supporting them. They're doing fantastic. But this is John Bolton admitting that he kind of knows what a coup is. And mm. we'll see if this lives up to what he believes a coup to be.
8: Donald Trump looking out for Donald Trump. It's a once in a lifetime occurrence. I don't know that I agree with you to be to be uh, fair with all due respect. Uh, one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup? Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan <laughs> coup d'etat, yeah. not here, but you know, <laughs> other places, uh, it takes a lot of work. And that's not what he did. It was just stumbling around from one no. idea to another. <laughs> Ultimately, he did unleash the rioters at the Capitol. As to that, there's no doubt, but not to overthrow the Constitution to buy more time to throw the matter back to the states to try and redo the issue. Wow. So anyway, Jeez. it just Holy rolls right moly. off the tug.
3: It reminds me of when uh, when Ugh. Borat had Dick Cheney signed <laughs> yes. the water bottle, had him sign the gallon oh. jug, because these monsters literally don't give a shit how many war crimes they've committed. Right,
5: right. Yeah, there's two things John Bolton knows, mustaches and coups, and that was... You know, to be at a dinner party and just be like, hmm, oh, couscous over here. And then John Bolton's like, I know cous. I it's love like a couscous. Right. Exactly. But also, they
3: say it with glee. He says it like, yes. I think I know <laughs> what a coup is. I know what a
5: coup is. Venezuela, as someone,
3: Iraq, I've done them all. Afghanistan is someone who's uh, participated in some coup de torts. <laughs> he also does the nice, he has the cigar coup de tot. <laughs> it's yeah, very Kissinger esque.
5: Mm, uh, right. It's very, that's a D.C. dinner party, way to say coup de tats.
7: Exactly, he's critiquing it the way you would critique a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not 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 someone tried to overthrow the Constitution. <laughs> right. you no, know? he's like, eh, you know, it was kind of it was kind of flat. It was kind of
3: lame. It, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Bro, come on. The department is- The Department of Justice has just revealed st- uh, many stunning details into the criminal probe into the actions surrounding January sixth, such as the death list. Uh. You know, things are going well for a nation. When during the free and fair transfer of power, a group of people have a death list. Also, there were presence of there were massive explosives all around D.C. This was a bombshell that the January 6th committee hearing focused on uh, when it comes to Attorney General Merrick Garland's criminal probe. Now, will they or will uh, uh, Merrick Garland end up prosecuting Donald Trump? Who the hell knows? What would that even lead to? There's so many people out there who say he won't. Many people who say he should, but many people believe he won't simply because of the politics at play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, in this country, um, I don't know what it would do if Donald Trump was prosecuted. But, of course, with what we're learning from the January 6th committee, it seems as if he should be. Oh, my
5: God. They're building a case. And obviously, we're going to get to all the juicy details of of this week's hearing, and there's there's more to come. But uh, don't forget at the tail end of the hearing, Liz Cheney added on the fact that we all know that um, Donald Trump called a witness. And the witness yeah. did not pick up the phone they told their lawyer yep. and it's just more of the same he can't stop committing crimes he can't it's insane mm. it yeah.
3: is it it is amazing it's amazing and the weirdest thing about all of it is he doesn't drink half of the <laughs> stuff you hear about <laughs> no. trump you're like this guy's gotta be lit off his ass, but right. it's just Diet Coke and nitrates.
7: I go with the that he's snorting Adderall. I still believe that, you know, that Hollywood rumor that he just
2: pounds those Adderalls. Sure. And like Vince, them.
3: like his buddy Vince McMahon yeah. just slams energy powders and anything else that Ugh. he can fit down his gullet. I don't know. The fact the dude doesn't drink makes it also much crazier to me because he's acting, of course, like a drunken sailor on a massive bender. So, Oath Keepers, there's this one dude, Thomas Caldwell. Now, uh, his home was searched with a search warrant in the weeks after January 6th. Inside of this man's home was a handwritten list, including the name of a Georgia 2020 election official and their family members, who, according to new court filings, were both targets of, quote, an unfounded conspiracy theory that they were involved in voter fraud. In a comment to CNN, Caldwell said... The DOJ's claim that I sought to assassinate election of... (laughs) He said, anytime you have to write this, things have gone wrong. He says, the DOJ's claims that I sought to assassinate election workers is 100% false, and it's a disgusting lie. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to tend to believe that this was a death list that he wrote absolutely and utterly hammered. Because it it definitely exists and it definitely shows you a man who is delusional. The government also alleges that there are at least three chapters of the Oath Keepers. Of course, by chapters, I mean individual groups of the Oath Keepers. Obviously, these things... Like Lindsey Graham's ladybugs. (laughs) They have spread all across this country into little weird militia pockets. So there were at least three of these militia pockets that held training camps prior to January 6, 2021. Now, they were training for, quote, unconventional warfare. You know, that unconventional warfare when you attempt to go overthrow the government that you belong to. Right. Can you imagine the dumpy shithead <laughs> training exercises that these maroons did. Can you just see the moronic, stupid. and You uh, can just yeah, see all these. Right, m-
5: great job, everybody. Now it's time for a
3: hoagie break. Yeah, get, we get, your, a- get your hourly <sighs> hoagie. <laughs> I wasn't actually here to do a workout, but, uh, can we not do the P90X thing, please? So, um, like, Alex Jones cosplay, basically. Alex Jones cosplay. (laughs) I thought I was here mostly for the tactical bath. Uh, I was not ready to do the military training exercises in the backyard of your bizarre ass Michigan household. Mm Mm-hmm. They planned on doing unconventional warfare, as I said. Well, the North Carolina chapter held a training session focused on, quote, hasty ambushes. Oh, no. Oh. Hasty ambushes. Is uh-huh. there
5: any other kind of
3: ambush? <laughs> hey, really? Barry. Okay, Barry. Uh-huh. You're the bush. <laughs> All right. Okay, you're a bush. Be I a, am bush. a bush. I'm a bush. No bushes, don't talk, Barry. <laughs> oh, you're sorry. a bush. Shut up, Barry. A bush. A... Barry, shut up. You're a bush. What, can I what, be about a the, what about the talking bush? What do you want to be? I'd
7: rather be a Cheney. I don't want to be a bush.
3: No, God damn it, <laughs> Larry. We're not talking about former people in power. No, Can I be can the I tangible be like, bush. No,
5: you moron. Like, can I be like the bush from the Bible that talks to Abraham and he's on fire and stuff?
3: <laughs> Dude, you want to light yourself on fire? You want to light yourself on fire yeah man i might barry be a a tree fun fact
5: barry was the guy who tased himself in the balls
3: so this is exactly (laughs) how it went down (laughs) and ready i'm walking by you oh my god look at that random tree you're a tree now look at that random tree and i'm a bush oh no god damn it barry (laughs) These morons. So they were working on hasty ambushes. Uh, That's according to uh, prosecutors. There was also Jessica Watkins, a leader of the Ohio chapter. I will say,
5: not our comedian friend, Jessica Watkins, who walked across America. Check out her documentary, Special-ish.
3: Absolutely, <laughs> Jessica Watkins, a great person, and I feel so bad for anyone who shares a name with any of these nefarious people. Oh it. Lord, I think about a like bad time
5: for it. Yeah. I just
3: think about that person named George Zimmerman Aww. who like saved animals out of a <laughs> pond, and then all of a sudden, the only George Zimmerman people think about is the murderer of Trayvon Martin. Oh, that's so sad. It's just like God damn it, George, I got to take my name back. My right. God. <laughs> So anyway, Jessica Watkins, a leader of the Ohio chapter, stated that, quote, recruits should attend military-style basic training classes to be fighting fit by Inauguration Day. So they just brought a bunch of hogs in there, and they were like, we're going to get in shape. It is like Canadian bacon directed by Michael Moore, (laughs) but even somehow freaking dumber. I would love to see these people Desperately a try, try to work out in any kind of military capacity.
5: Absolutely. And obviously it keeps the information keeps on coming out. But that was the point of the hearing that this week was how trained. Well, again, loose word, <laughs> loose but loose use of the word trained,
3: but it is loose, it is loose, much like their waistlines. But you know what, though, <clears> as I say this also, I don't want to underscore this doesn't mean that they didn't attempt a coup.
7: Right, they're right. fucking
3: right. morons. Right, but you look yeah. at the school shootings. You look at these people, cr- Criméo, the, the 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 jackass with the July Fourth um, parade shooting. Every violent person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Holmes guy who shot up the movie theater in in um, in right. Denver. Yeah, they're morons. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're not dangerous. Right.
7: Well, that's uh, why I think what Bolton has said said is so important because it makes me think: had Donald Trump been more organized, or had these guys been more organized, mm-hmm. would they have actually been successful? Because that's ba- basically the only thing that Bolton said. He said if this was a coup;
5: it was just a really shitty one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And he knows coup d'états.
3: My gosh. <laughs> I know he does.
5: You know he knows them because he calls them coup d'états, And, of course, these people call them insurrections. Most of that word insurrection is a thing that they can't get
8: anymore.
3: So Hello. Get, you know, boing, In, oing, oing. An In boing, So Garland, uh, of course, that's Merrick Garland, a man who could be on the Supreme Court. But uh, Mitch McConnell refused to take that up for a vote because it was a year out from an election. And he said he didn't want to play partisan politics with the Supreme Court. Oh, oh, oh hey, man. Yeah, what a no. So- What a time to be alive, these lying pieces of dog crap. Um, This is what Merrick Garland had to say regarding these groups. There's over 800 people involved with this attack he says we are proceeding with full urgency with respect as i've said many times before to hold all perpetrators who are criminally responsible for the january 6th accountable regardless of their level or position and regardless of whether they were present at the events of january 6th we were just going to follow the facts Wherever they lead, so one of the places that they're leading to is a lot of regret amongst some people who participated in the attacks on January 6. Specifically, when it comes to Frank Figalusia Figalusi, he's a former oath keeper. Now he testified. He looks like a Glenn Beck uh, butt fucked a Canadian coming over the border <laughs> and stole his clothes. Mm, I don't got a face tat and got a face tat. Now <laughs> I'm going. Everyone. Speaking of food, we're going to roll out a massive grain of salt. Oh. Because what this man does, what he talks about, obviously they have some regret. There's another dude we're going to talk about, Stephen Ayer, here in a second. They have regret. And we can give them, mm, how do we handle this? Okay, I will. Okay, great. That's what I will say. Great. I'm happy that you have realized that that you followed a huckster, that you were lied to, that you were manipulated. Always the question then leads to, would you have changed? Would you have changed your opinion had you succeeded?
7: Mm. Right? Or right. is it because the right.
3: January Sixth Committee and because the world is now coming down on you, and because as this man mentions, he has children and he realized that he was aiding and abetting a future for them that is far, far worse mm. than the past that we've had, and the past hasn't been great. Mm. So that is where it's like, okay, I'm happy that you air quotes saw the light, right? But also given the surrounding situations, given the fact that you know they've talked to an immense amount of lawyers, are they simply saying this because their back is against the wall and they know as soon as they get turned around, they're going to be handcuffed and butt-fucked by the state? So they have to say that uh, they were wrong. Who knows? Whatever. But let's just take Frank Figaluzzi um, at his words here. And when talking about coups, We talked about how there was some militia groups training and how John Bolton said, well, they sucked. So it wasn't really a coup. According to Frankie here, we're very lucky it wasn't more violent. Right, And so just because they didn't do a great job of having an insurrection, again, doesn't mean it wasn't an insurrection. We've all seen the New York Knicks play basketball. It's still basketball, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it looks (laughs) (laughs) god-awful. But let's play Frank Figaluzzi talking about how we're, quote, exceedingly lucky that there wasn't more violence. And, uh, well, I want to hear your thoughts on it.
2: You say in your very thoughtful written testimony that we received today that— you fear what the next election cycle will bring and you also say that we have been exceedingly lucky in that we have not seen more bloodshed so far i wonder if you would elaborate on those two statements
8: i think as far as the luck goes we've had the potential from bundy ranch on i mean being boots on the ground at these Mm -hmm. these standoffs and they were standoffs where there were firearms pointed across lines at federal law enforcement agencies, um, you know whatever it may be with that particular standoff, but I do I, I I think we've gotten exceedingly lucky that more bloodshed did not happen because the potential has been there from the start, and we got very lucky that the loss of life was. And as tragic as it is, that we saw on January 6th, the potential was so much more. Again, all we have to look at is the iconic images of that day with the gallows set up for Mike Pence, for the Vice President of the United States. You know, and and I do fear for this next election cycle because who knows what that might bring. if If a president that's willing to try to instill and, and, and encourage to whip up a civil war amongst his followers using lies and deceit and snake oil. And regardless of the, the human impact, what else is he going to do if he gets elected again? All bets are off at that point. Um, and that's a scary notion. I have three daughters. I have a granddaughter. And I fear for the world that they will inherit if we do not start holding these these people to account.
3: So I take that in the exact same way. I would uh, take any kind of cult member who's done horrible things. And yes, he's showing remorse, but he had those kids before, too. Right. And he had that grandkid. I don't know about yeah. a grandkid, but he knew exactly what he was doing. Absolutely. But it should be or Travis, what do you think as far as a warning for people when it comes to Donald Trump running again? I've been looking at some of these betting sites, uh, election dot com and things mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. about 35 percent, I mean, Trump is still the favorite, according to Las Vegas, basically. And then there was a recent poll, and uh, it said 44 percent of Republicans had a very favorable opinion of Ron DeSantis. However, 46 percent had the same very favorable Mm. viewing of Donald Trump. So what do you think? What does that
5: mean? Well, I, I do think, again, that the January 6th committee is doing important work to Hopefully shed some light on what a huckster, what a con man, what a criminal, uh, Donald Trump was with this entire ordeal. I mean, that's the case they're building. Yes. You have these different groups, the oath keepers and such that were prepared to go to battle. Right. And that's why they brought these guys in front of the committee. Right. So they could actually right. mm-hmm. break down. You know, we know that there were explosives. We know they had zip ties and weapons. And of course the gals for Mike Pence because Mike deserved it. Give me my ketchup. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, what they're also doing is linking these groups' involvements to Trump acolytes like mm-hmm. Roger Stone. I think we're gonna get to some of that. Yes, in so let's a play second. that clip next. The direct, the literally the direct line of communication from these groups to Trump acolytes. Um, but also that Trump was aware of these groups and what they wanted to do. They brought that up in the committee hearing today, uh this week. Pointing out that when Trump was asked directly about it in the debate by Chris Wallace, what do you have to say to these white nationalist groups? And he said, stand down and stand by because he was literally not going to tell them to fuck off. You want to get inside. You want to stay inside. You want to follow the media. Exactly. Follow me on Twitter. I'll give you more fun updates as uh. soon as you got Mike's pence in a rope. That's how he was working. And the the smoking gun, if you will, they pointed out was the December 19th 1:30 a.m. tweet. It was after they had exhausted all options. You know, they had lost all their all 60 of their court cases trying to find voter fraud. Uh the the electoral college had voted in December by that point. So they had this weird Late night war room meeting with drunk Giuliani, Mm -hmm. which you can definitely look at that guy and, you know, that's a guy who needs to drink because of Donald Trump. (laughs) And you look at this, basically they exhausted all their options. And at that point, Trump had two groups of people, right? You had your team normal saying it's time to concede. It's over. You know, you can run again in four years if you have to. And then there is this other group of folks saying, no, hang on to it by any means necessary, and January 6th is the last day to do so. And so when he sent out that tweet about coming to D.C., it will be wild, his words, exclamation Mm -hmm. point, that's when it was the rallying cry to get these battle-ready people to D.C.
3: to do something bad the air quotes crazies Katrina Pearson someone who worked closely with Donald Trump mentioned how he loved the crazies how he loved Mm -hmm. the people who would go tangibly fight for him on the ground and obviously that meeting that Travis mentioned lasted about six hours it went all over the West Wing all the way up to the president's quarters they were fighting there were half rational people half batshit insane people and again rational in the sense that they still supported Donald Trump so even the (laughs) rational people were batshit which is why we are currently where we are as a society but you mentioned Roger Stone. Jamie Raskin, this dude's an interesting man. He's a congressman. I actually like him quite a bit. Uh, Travis informed me that he actually lost a child um, just before the January six attacks. Mm, which...
5: His son was a young adult by that time, but he, yeah, his, his son had passed away, and I think <sighs> they like literally buried him uh, in the week before uh, January 6th. So J- Jamie Raskin brought his whole family uh, to the Capitol on January 6th for the county of the electoral votes as a way to heal the family. Oh, And man. we all know what happened wow. from there. But to, to his credit, he's taking this as a rallying cry to not give up the fight on fighting fascism in our country.
3: So I want to hear from Raskin here talking about Roger Stone's connection. Obviously, Roger Stone... He has been a nefarious force in American politics for a long time. Again, get me Roger Stone, the documentary. Watch it. It's really interesting just to Eye see open. the inner workings of the Machiavellian nature of Roger Stone. And that is also why you have to remember none of these things happen on accident. Mm-hmm. Why did Donald Trump want to go to the Capitol on January 6th? Because he said he was going to. That's where he wanted to be. These right. things don't just randomly occur. This isn't the big bang of political extremism. These are purposeful. um, These are purposeful messages sent out to people to elicit the reaction that is exactly what they got on January 6th. So let's play Jamie Raskin talking about Roger Stone and how he is involved in all of this.
2: Encrypted chats obtained by the select committee show that Kelly Meggs, the indicted leader of the Florida Oath Keeper, spoke directly with Roger Stone about security on January 5th and 6th. In fact, on January 6th, Stone was guarded by two Oath Keepers who have since been criminally indicted for seditious conspiracy. One of them later pleaded guilty and according to the Department of Justice, admitted that the Oath Keepers were ready to use, quote, lethal force if necessary against anyone who tried to remove President Trump from the White House, including the National Guard. As we've seen, the Proud Boys were also part of the Friends of Stone network. Stone's ties to the Proud Boys go back many years. He's even taken their so-called fraternity creed required for the first level of initiation to the group.
5: Hmm, fun. Hi, I'm Roger
2: Stone. I'm a Western chauvinist. I refuse to apologize for the future of modern world.
3: All right, there you go. So I'm Roger Stone. I'm a Western chauvinist. I refuse to apologize for creating the modern world. And then we got to thank you, Roger, from one of the Proud Boys. Again, a joke that got completely out of hand, led by a total fucking moron or created by a total fucking moron, Gavin McGinnis. Never forget, a Canadian, you can't trust him one bit. Uh, The man (laughs) Mm -hmm. is uh, pathetic, to say the least. So do you think that Roger Stone, if he could, if Roger Stone from the 80s, could see Roger Stone in 2022. Travis, from your insight into him, do you think he would be proud of the man he is now?
5: Well, they made an interesting point today in the media
3: analysis
5: um, in terms of why would Roger Stone do all this at this time, right? He'd already been indicted. He'd already been convicted. He had to get the pardon. Aha, but that's it, the last part. He got the pardon. And you almost wonder, Trump's so good at dangling things, even over his most trusted advisors who he's had for decades. You want the pardon, Roger? Well, then make sure you get these groups here on January 6th so we can Mm. do this thing or else we're all going down. And again, I'm pontificating. Of course. But, you know, there's also clips of Roger Stone packing up his bags. There's actually a documentary film. Uh, The Guardian had an article about it. I'm not sure when it's going to be released, Mm -hmm. but it's following Roger in the days leading up to January 6th, and it covers his idea of Stop the Steal. Stop the Steal was an idea Roger had back in 2016, when they originally thought Trump was going to lose to Hillary. So... You know, he also has these moments of panic, right? They show him packing his bags, frantically saying on January 6th that the whole thing has been blown up proportion. When I eventually texted Roger to get some information, potentially interview for the for Mediate, the outlet I was working for at the time, he told me that uh, the Antifa and the deep state had taken over everything on January 6th and that you won't find any Trumpers near D.C. on Inauguration Day, January 20th.
3: Do you feel like so, he was trying to manipulate you? Yes.
5: Oh yeah. That's always, that's how Roger is. He, you know, the press love Roger as much as Roger loves the press, right? Uh, mm. The worst thing for Roger, the the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. Mm. Right. And um, and so Roger has once again found himself similar to his buddy Trump. It seems like he's incapable of not committing crimes. And, and obviously it, we've, we've covered it on this show. Um, and w- when I came on as a guest back in in 2017, 2018, you know, Roger lied his way into the mother indictment. He had no communication with Julian Assange and WikiLeaks and Guccifer. He was just trying to sound important. And that is just, again, th- to your point, the joke, the bit, it's gone too far. And Roger is in hot water once again. Yeah. Will the will the
3: water ever boil him, though? I mean, it just seems like he's been in hot
5: water for <laughs> so just long. It. It's, well, you know, no, it's kind of crazy. Roger. He's not a frog. He's more like a, a sausage. Yeah, he's he just like a... He's keeps getting... <laughs> he it's really like, you know, sausages, do they ever ever get done? Who knows?
3: Mm, when I eat them, they get done. Mm-hmm. And of course... And then you
5: put it in a tasty
3: breakfast taco. Uh, that I bought at my bodaga.
5: <laughs> my, bagoda.
3: A, a bagoda, yeah. <laughs> Without useful idiots, none of this matters. Mm, And that's exactly what we're talking about today. Useful idiots. Stephen Ayers. Now, this man, uh, we're going to play some sound from him. Uh, He uh, testified. And now, again, much like the former uh, person that we played here, he has some remorse. After his testimony, or maybe it was before, uh, I believe it was after, he went and apologized to the police officers and things like that. Which, again, I'm happy that they are trying to be better people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I take it with a massive grain of salt once again, Mm. because Mm. would they be acting this way had the coup gone through? Right. Or would he just be in a flat jacket pretending to be the head of the United States military? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's play Stephen Ayer talking about uh, his involvement in uh, the January 6th events and, um, how he loved Trump and how he believed Trump. And again, in a way making himself seem like a victim, but as Liz Cheney pointed out, we won't play that sound, but Donald Trump is a 76 year old man. He's not a child. And Stephen Ayer is a grown freaking adult. Mm -hmm. And he was Mm -hmm. then too. So I'm sorry that you were convinced, but also you're a fucking moron. But anyway, perhaps he's seen the light, but let's play Stephen Ayer.
4: Doing this review we identified you entering the Capitol, as we see in this video. Mr. Ayers, why did you decide to come to Washington on January sixth? For me, for me personally, you know, uh, I was, you know, pretty hardcore into the social media—Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I well, followed, you know, President Imagine, Trump. You know, I. All of the websites, you know, um, you basically put out, you know, come to stop the steal rally, you know, and I felt like I needed to be down here. So, so you basically learned about the rally on social media, and at some point made a decision to come to Washington. yeah yeah um, I had some friends I found out were coming down, and I just hopped, you know, hopped on with them right at the tail end when I found mm-hmm. out and. Came down here with them. You didn't have work? Thank you very much. Uh, the chair recognizes the vice chair, Ms. Cheney of Wyoming, for any questions that she may have.
6: Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Ayers, when you entered the Capitol uh, last year, did you believe that the election had been stolen?
4: At that time, yeah. You know, everything that I was, I was seeing online, um, I definitely believe that that's exactly what, that was the case.
0: And
6: when uh, you heard from President Trump that the election was stolen, how did that make you
4: feel? Oh, I was, you know, I was very upset, Yeah. um, as were most of his supporters. Um, You know, that's basically what got me to come down here.
1: And do you still believe the election was stolen?
4: Not so much now. Um, I got away from all the social media um, when January 6th happened. Uh, Basically deleted it all. You know, I started doing my own research and everything. And good buddy, don't do that. For me, for (laughs) me, for something like that to be that, to actually, for that to actually take place, it be it's too big. You know, there be there's no way you can keep something like that quiet, as big as something like that. You know, with all the you know all the lawsuits being shot down one after another, that that was mainly what convinced me. Right. So, what is
3: interesting, something we talk about all the time algorithms being algorithmed, right. being poisoned by social media. Getting sucked. It getting sucked, you got zucked. <laughs> oh my God. That makes sense. That's the first time I ever had an orgasm. <laughs> I love getting sucked. Um, it just it does show you the power of these platforms. And also with Twitter, for <sighs> example, speaking of a group of hypocrites. I was reading an article on people who worked at Twitter. Why did it take until two days after January 6th for them to get rid of Donald Trump? Because he had millions, 88 million, I think, followers. And Twitter loved the effing clout. Yep, Everyone that worked at Twitter said the head of Twitter... And people in Twitter are like, it's awesome. The president's using our platform every day, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that he's destroying this country. And again, that just shows you they don't give a shit about us. All they care about is the bottom line and the billions and billions of dollars they can give to their investors. Mm -hmm. So it's disgusting. But I feel like what interests me in his testimony was the acknowledgement that social media, the internet, the sites that he was on poisoned his mind. And it's interesting that he says after he turned all of those things off, he was able to sort of rationalize just how insane the idea of Stop the Steal is. Right.
5: And in fact, these same guys testified that they essentially stopped their actions on January 6th when Trump tweeted to stop. That's exactly. how hooked they were, not just to the social media but the man who was exploiting them using social media from the first place. I will just add Stephen Ayers specifically. He is also an Ohio man. Um, Jessica Watkins, an Ohio resident as well. And um, it is just so fascinating to see these poor folks uh, bamboozled, tricked by – Con con artist Republicans. And it's, you know, something being from Ohio, I know all too well. The only thing that I can give Stephen uh, Ayers any credit for, obviously, for seeing the air air of his Mm. ways— um, he did hug all the police officers right. who were in attendance today <laughs> afterwards. And it, I mean, you know, I, the healing's going to start somewhere. Wait, you're, uh, you're not wrong. I, guys.
3: I know. I know. And I'm not being so, so cynical. Also, Ohio's going to have some great news in the near future. Don't worry. The uh, Cleveland Browns, they have Deshaun Watson as their new quarterback. <laughs> okay. It's going to be smooth oh, okay. sailing from here on oh, out. Okay. That'll fix great. everything. That's going to be great. There's no way that's yeah. going to blow up in their face. No? Yeah,
5: yeah. Cleveland Browns owned by the Haslams, who are again, just lying Con artist, Republican.
7: Fantastic, great, great work. Great, yes. great. To me, he said the four magic words that I love. He said, "Do your own research," because those isn't were,
3: that what got him into this was, problem yeah. in the first place? <laughs> no. You see, because yeah. those
7: words have become so toxic. Because oh. they, it's like the word "woke," what it actually meant has been lost because of Facebook. Right. Do your own research. What it what it means to me? It means critically think do critical thinking critically think look at the evidence does it match the rhetoric does it match what they're saying what this guy said once I was looking at the evidence it no longer matched the rhetoric right started thinking critically so that's
3: good I guess okay But when
7: people say do your own research what they think now is what Facebook posts matches my predisposed bias
3: how do we figure out why the earth is flat
7: yes how do I figure out where the vaccine is tracking
3: me so you have like I know for a fact the earth is flat and now I'm going Go find out how. I'm doing as my opposed research. to wondering <laughs> what is the Earth? Is it round? Is it flat? Let's go see what is the Earth. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> and as we all know, it's a triangle. No,
5: oh,
3: <laughs> we all, oh, we we all know in.
7: that. Let's do said, Get turtle.
5: inside. Stay inside for that bombshell. I mean, yeah, follow
3: the media, folks.
7: Turtles all the way down. You know that <laughs> I statement. I do right?
3: love the. Uh, was it uh, the Mayans that believed we we're on the back of a turtle? Yeah, was, I love that tur- 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 idea. Yeah, it's turtles mm. all the way down. I love it. The turtle is. I'm, I'm still. I'm going with it. We're on the back of a big ass turtle. Why the hell not?
1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
6: The more muscle memory that
1: you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
3: There's also a former spokesperson for the far-right Oath Keepers. They testified to the committee um, that there was going to be an armed revolution and there could have become, quote, a new civil war. That's according to Jason Van Tatenhove. Oh. Uh. I love Jason Van Tatenhove. Uh, he sounds like he has one of the strongest taints around. <laughs> that man, he—you can't even bruise his taint. He'll—he'll he'll ride a horse for hours and not feel anything. Um, he says he broke with the Oath Keepers after the leader Stuart Rhodes denied the Holocaust. Oh, so uh, we have the denial oh, of the Holocaust right. right here in 2022. Also, we have many people. Um, in power, who wants to t- who want to teach both sides of the Holocaust? Both sides, yes. Oh, yes,
5: we've got that happening in Ohio now too. That, that's so fun.
3: That's uh, Holocaust
5: denying, right? When you say
7: I'm going to teach both sides, there we, are
3: no, there are no both th- th- sides. Th- yeah, so that's yeah, you denying right.
7: the Holocaust, basically,
5: um,
3: because yes. you're
7: saying it isn't as yes. bad because there was another side.
3: But right, yeah.
7: Uh,
5: the the thing is, their other side is that it didn't. Ha- yeah, <laughs> against. Like, so yeah. They're the
7: same kind of evil people. Same kind of. Yes. People. Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> So Van Tatenhove said Rhodes. Again, that's the douchebag with the eye patch. Uh, the uh, the beta wannabe alpha male who thinks he's such a strong kid and such a, yeah. who thinks he's such a strong man. Of course, I believe his children are the ones uh, that listen to these programs. So hopefully we can save them from their psycho fucking father. Uh, he um, he said that such moves. He says that it would give the movement a sense of legitimacy, which is so ironic because the exact opposite happened. So I guess just to wrap up all the Jan 6 talk for this week, uh, be careful who you follow. Uh Be careful what you ingest into your mind. (laughs) And be Mm -hmm. careful when you find yourself surrounded by people who deny the Holocaust, that want to go hang the vice president and want to stop a free and fair election. Just stop for a second and ask yourself, How did I get here? Mm, Time out. Pull a Zach Morris saved by the bell. Time out. (laughs) How did I get here? Look around and just remember that birds of a feather flock together and you are a mirror of the people you're surrounded Mm -hmm. by. Mm -hmm. Not if you don't, if you're not surrounded by them randomly, if these are the people that you purposefully hang out with, they are a mirror of you. So if they're doing something that looks batshit insane, take a look at yourself. Take a look at the man in the mirror. Michael could have done that a time or two, too. (laughs) He probably would have been like, ah, horrified. (laughs) And just remember that your decisions brought you there and you're a human being. Therefore, as we've said before, humans created this problem. Humans are going to have to fix this problem. And to be mildly, uh, 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 to just be kind of not totally uh, uh, calloused, at the very least, those two individuals we heard from today have changed their ways.
5: Yes, to avoid getting involved in an illegal insurrection, do the opposite of what New York City recommends for a nuclear attack. (laughs) Go outside, stay outside, and stay the hell off the social
3: medias. (laughs) Follow the media. All right, well, we also mentioned Twitter. The entire thing with Elon Musk was a total scam. It was a total sham. I don't think it was a distraction. Perhaps it was a distraction from this damning new report that claims that Tesla's autopilot shuts off right before a car crash. So the autopilot can't be blamed for any car crashes. The, The more we find out about this huckster, the more disgusting he becomes. And I don't understand why he's choosing to be evil. When all he has to do is send cool-ass shit to space, have self-landing rockets, do the good stuff that you know you can do. But instead, all he wants to do is have affairs, a bunch of kids, and be a jackass. (sighs) I don't know why. You're already a multi-billionaire. Why can't you just be chill?
5: Right. Yeah, it's almost like billionaires don't know how to be chill.
3: Unless you're Sir Richard Branson. That's why He's great. Why not? I love Vir- when Virgin actually existed, the airlines, not the people. Um, <laughs> when Virgin Airlines existed, it was like a party. It was like purple and it was like fun and they would serve you yeah. drinks on the tarmac. And I was like, mm-hmm. I love being on Virgin Airlines. I feel like the sexiest gal on the plane. <laughs> uh, so he's like, fine. I don't care. If, I don't care if you're a billionaire per se. Um, be generous, please. But you don't got to be a douchebag on top of it. Hmm. Should you just be happy?
7: I'm I'm very enlightened by what you had said about uh, Twitter loving Trump. They loved him. So I'm very, you know, it it makes me think that this is similar for Twitter here. Because good or bad, all of this was just press for Twitter. More press for Twitter. I mean, Elon didn't want to buy it. Fine. Everyone's talking about Twitter.
3: Yep. Also, rightfully so, LeBron James. uh, Speaking of Brittany Griner, LeBron James has criticized the U.S. U.S. efforts to get Brittany Griner. As a matter of fact, now... They're thinking about doing a prisoner swap. Now, this is disgusting. There's a dude. He sold arms all over the world, much like John Bolton and much like what we do. (laughs) I forget his nickname, but it's something to do with blank, blank, blank of death. So it's not a good nickname. And the idea that these are equivalent crimes, one person being an arms dealer uh, that led to countless amounts of death, and the other person having the audacity to have THC vape cartridges because they're an athlete and their bones are probably immensely sore because they're also six foot 11, um, going through a border, mm-hmm. that is completely and utterly different. So just come on, Biden right. administration, do your GD job and get Brittany Griner back here.
5: And I do know that's part of the reason why she pleaded guilty Yes. Uh, right away to kind of just get her to the prisoner part. And then that seems to be where, uh, again, like to your point, Ugh. that's where the diplomats can finally step in. But yeah, arms dealer for a basketball star. Oh, golly. I it don't just, know. You know, if, if they could also uh, get uh, other people of color in this country out of jail that's for nice. illegally being yep. searched for drugs, that would be great, too.
7: That's my thoughts on it. Is is Is—is—is that also something that's stopping the Biden administration because it would be hypocritical for them to right. t- just basically save Brittany Griner, but while thousands, hundreds of thousands rot in yeah. jail?
3: Valid, valid yeah. criticism and, and valid, uh, valid thoughts there for sure. And also, of course, we have other people stuck in Russia that are American that need to be back here as well. I don't like to hear the arguments of like, why is Brittany getting special treatment? She's really not. No. And before anyone was talking about her, people were like, why aren't we talking about her? So there's always going to be that two sides to the coin where it's like, well, now why are we talking about her? It's like, because this woman needs to come back. It's home. still a person. It's Absol- still a person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And also, as I mentioned, California, some positive news Ooh. isn't that interesting. Ooh. Governor Gavin Newsom. Oh yeah, he knows Grusom all. Newsom Newsom Newsom. <laughs> oh yeah, him and Kim Guilfoyle kissing, touching mm. ladies, isn't that nice? <laughs> Him and Kim had a twosome. Oh, isn't, isn't that exciting? Uh, he announced Thursday that he approved a budget that allocates $100 million for the state to create its own insulin. This is a response to the extremely high prices for the life-saving medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to Newsom in a tweet video. He says, nothing epitomizes market failures more than the cost of insulin. I agree with him lying. on that. Many Americans experience out-of-pocket costs anywhere from $300 to $500 per month for this life-saving drug. California is now taking matters into its own hands. If this does happen and if this can work, I am completely in favor of it. Uh, It's just disgusting that we have, I'm pro uh, free and fair markets, but when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to people's lives, supply and demand should not be even in the discussion Mm -hmm. because obviously the supply is going to be small. The demand is going to be a little bit larger and it's going to lead to bloated inflated costs for goods. I just don't think supply and demand works in healthcare and that's of course why a lot of people like Bernie Sanders and talking about how private healthcare companies are really uh, you know scams in their own right.
7: This is uh, the supply and demand doesn't even calculate here because we we can make the synthetic uh, insulin. Yeah, so, absolutely. So we can just make it. So all the markup and all the, the fact that it costs $3,000, whatever, per month, that's just pharmaceutical and, companies not forget. Dicks.
3: And I apologize for stepping on you there. But don't forget, people were being arrested for going to Canada to buy right. drugs. I that's mean, Bernie what I was, Sand. Yeah, go on. That's what
5: I was going to add. Obviously, we, we covered this uh in uh, how america killed my mother how yes. america killed my yes. ed's movie about his mother who literally did die because she was couldn't afford her insulin yep. the, the as soon as you get on uh medicare as a 65 year old they didn't cover her her machine that measured her insulin yep. she had a ration orange juice instead of Aww. getting the insulin she needed um so yeah it's not even a a, a, a supply demand it, right. it's the, just the the tortured american "Quote unquote free market." Mm. And yes, to your point, it's also illegal for Americans to buy drugs from other countries. Right. That was even something Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz agreed on in a CNN town hall they did, right. where they were like, "Yes, Americans should be able to do that," but of course, that has not happened. Actually, shout out to another governor, Democratic governor in Colorado, Jared Polis. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. actually made it a state law that allowed a Colorado residents to buy drugs such as insulin from
3: uh, out of the country. So right. he
5: basically took a, sta- a state's right stance and said, we are breaking this federal law
3: Great uh, for the good of our residents. Jared Polis, someone I would like to see mentioned in 2024 as well when it comes to who's the who are the Dems going to uh To nominate because 94% of people under 30 don't want Biden. 64% of Democrats in general don't want Biden. It just simply is what it is. And in head to head matchups, disgustingly enough, Biden loses to Trump and so does Kamala Harris. So it is what it is. And we just, again, as we've learned through the fascists that we just spoke with, or former fascists, I guess, or or recovering fascists, (laughs) reformed uh, fascists, reformed fascists, uh, (laughs) if that's possible. Um, Donald Trump, of course, if he would get. Re-elected, it would be exceptionally dangerous. Also, one of the ironies when it comes to state-run or state-assisted uh, health care, many people were talking about death panels, Michelle Bachman, Sarah oh. pay- death panels. Rationing of insulin is happening now. Mm-hmm. People can't afford right. insulin, so they're rationing it. There was a 26-year-old man who died after he tried to ration his insulin, and he fell into a diabetic coma. So these things, again, it's killing the most vulnerable among us, and the fact that we can't get insulin to the people that need it, and it cannot be that freaking expensive.
7: It, it isn't. No. Literally, it it takes cannot. Cent, they manufacture it $10, $15. It's, it's like nothing better. Taco right. Bell and yeah. McDonald's
3: make all their money off fountain soda. Yes. I feel like this is just the fountain soda of drugs. It's insulin. Absolutely. Yeah,
5: yeah. It, it costs about $9 to create. It's $30 in Canada. It's $300
3: here in America. It's unbelievable. Also, California has put forth uh, some restrictions, perhaps, uh, if there is a reasonable cause to believe that a person is at substantial risk, uh, they will not be able to purchase a firearm. Uh, we'll see what happens with all of this. Uh, the bill was one of the more than a dozen, adding to California's already strict gun regulations that were sent uh, to Newsom, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. The uh, National Rifle Asso- Association said the requirements are broad and too vague, and it looks as if they're going to be suing once again. So given the Supreme Court, Who knows? This was Assembly Bill 1594, 1594, of course, the year that it seems many of these psychotic Republicans want to bring us back to. Um, All right, everyone, that's right. So in case of a nuclear explosion, don't worry. Go to your local bodega. Eat a Bogan. nice Bogota bogata? Bogata? bogata. We got it uh, eat a nice Mexican breakfast and uh watch social media. It'll cure all your woes. <laughs> It'll okay. Keep you sane. It will. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back. We'll be back later on this week. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you.
0: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's AND, not OR. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com/slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years,